Welcome to the Kate Take Podcast with me, your host, Kate Brown. I'm a millennial mama, wife, health and business mentor, and currently in the wonderful, messy middle, navigating the ups and downs of life, entrepreneurship, and building big dreams. At the age of 24, I decided I wanted more from life and a career and stepped into the world of building a part-time business alongside my teaching career. I was able to grow that part-time business into a full-time endeavor, and here I am seven years later. Along the way, I've had a lot of fun, I've failed, I've learned, I've grown a lot, and you know what? I want you to do the same. I know what it's like to want more from life, but not know where to start. I know what it's like to want to reach that next goal, but feel like it's taking forever to get there. I know what it's like to navigate the messy middle and try to figure out your next steps, and that's what the Kate Take is all about, to help take you from inspiration into action every single day, taking one step forward to build your dream life. Each week, I'll share my take or an inspiring guest take on life, business, motherhood, growth, and every single thing in between. All right, you ready? Let's do the damn thing. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kate Take Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Brown, and I am so honored and so excited for today's guest. She's one of my favorite people. Um, I'm sitting here with Miss Shelby Rose. And if you guys don't know who Shelby is, she is a registered dietitian and an energetics enthusiast and host of the top 2% podcast, Raise Your Vibration, which I highly recommend you go follow it, download it, leave reviews because it is an awesome podcast. Um, Shelby is passionate about making the world a happier place by teaching others the science of happiness. She utilizes her background in functional nutrition, spiritual science, gut health, and more to facilitate this transformation for her clients in her membership. Shelby also hosts women's retreats and quantum healing workshops. And in her free time, you can find Shelby either snuggled up with her pup Dahlia and a book or hiking in the mountains of Colorado where she lives. Guys, Shelby's a good friend of mine for like eight years now and she's the coolest person I know. So Shelby, welcome to the podcast. Well, I feel like I have big shoes to fill now. If I'm the coolest person, you know, it's either that you, you don't know a lot of very cool people <laughs> or I have big shoes. Okay. To fill. No, You're I'm up there. I'm up the there. I, you are definitely up there. Um, okay. But no, it's Shelby, you're <laughs> freaking badass. I'm so happy that you're here. And you guys, we're going to dive into some just really cool stuff about happiness today with Shelby. Um, like I said, Shelby and I, our paths crossed maybe a decade ago, eight years ago. I don't really know. We met drunk in college. Um, that's, that's really where we met. And we're going to meet the best people drunk in a, in a, in a girl's bathroom. Um, but then our, our, our paths met in, you know, our business. So Shelby used to partner with body, you know, she was a coach and then she's gone and gone on to do incredible things in, in her business. And so, um, you guys, Shelby is just, she's the queen. And so Shelby's I'm so excited to dive into happiness today because I know that you've been doing a lot of research around this and findings around this. And so um, I love how you have the woo meet the work and everything that you do. It's the coolest thing. So um, can you tell the listeners just really quickly a little bit more in depth about your background and how did you get into this space of like energetic spirituality, your dietitian, how did it all mesh together to lead to where you are today? That is a great question. Um, so I was a registered dietitian at a VA hospital, which is a veterans hospital for four years. And 
During that time, I started to struggle with my own health issues. So I was literally falling asleep at my desk almost every day. I was, and it makes me emotional to talk about it because it was a very scary time in my life. I had massive brain fog. I would slur my speech after work every day. I would be so exhausted that a lot of days I would just come home and go right to bed and get up the next day and do it all over again. And I remember sitting at my desk, I had this tiny little office, there were no windows and I had the door closed and I was just sitting in there and I had tears welling in my eyes because like, I'm going to be in a mental institution by the time I'm 30. I was also struggling with really massive anxiety, social anxiety. I couldn't like, I couldn't be around other humans without Mm -hmm. feeling anxious. Even if no one else felt that I had this internal like shakiness around everyone and was able to heal my body through functional nutrition, um, integrating a lot of meditation and spiritual practices for myself, finding a purpose, which Kate helped me with. Um, so grateful for you for that. And just a lot of other pieces of the puzzle that helped me to heal. And I found myself just two years later, realizing that my brain was functioning so much better. I was feeling so much happier. I had all this energy all of a sudden, and it was from simple lifestyle changes. And then about two years ago, so this all ties together. So I was doing nutrition for a couple of years and I really stepped into the spiritual world. It was something that I was really passionate about. It was something that really impacted my business, thinking about the energetics of business. I was helping women understand how their belief systems, how they view the world were really impacting their business. And then about two years ago, I had some trauma happen in my life that was, that was really difficult. And at the beginning of last year, I... I'm going to cry. No, it's okay. (laughs) It's emotional. It's okay. I was sitting in actually this guy's place. I was house sitting for him while he was away. He was someone I was seeing and I was sitting there. I was like, I don't want to do life anymore. Like this is like, what is the fucking point of this? And I just realized how depressed I was without even admitting to myself how depressed I was. I was just trudging forward, like keeping the, keeping going on, like through the motions running my business, you know, doing all these things. And I had this moment where I was like, I'm really sad. Like Mm. life is like my heart hurts. And that is when I really started to step back into the the nutrition and back into the functional medicine. I started EMDR therapy, um, which we've bonded over Kate, (laughs) but it, it made me realize I was like, there are biological factors to our mood. And I am doing none of them right now. I am eating excessive amounts of sugar because I am depressed and I was going through a breakup and I was dating the wrong people. And I was drinking more alcohol because I just moved back to Denver. I was new here. I was going to happy hours. It was was just not really living a life that was supporting my happiness. And this year I was writing a post for Instagram and I just like was sitting at my computer. And again, that moment of my tears welling up in my eyes. And I was like, I'm happy. I am so happy with where my life is at. And obviously there are days where like my mood is low or I'm I'm a little more sad or I'm processing emotions, but it's not this like sadness that just penetrates everything. Mm -hmm. And I realized just those simple changes I made this past year, how much it impacted my mood in nine months, really in May is when I really like buckled down. I, you know, you kind of get the idea you're the pre-contemplation. This is what we call it in the dietetics world, the pre-contemplation phase of change. And I was there. And then in May, I was like, I'm done. Nothing is going to stop me from being happier. I had made some small changes that allowed me to kind of propel that momentum and get it going. And then all of a sudden in May, I was like, I'm cutting out alcohol (laughs) or June. I cut out alcohol or July and added a bunch of other stuff in and all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. 
these shifts occurred. So it's inspired me to help other people also tap into some of these practices, some of these principles, some of these tools that have really helped me shift happiness on a biological level. Um, and also just like the spiritual tools that I have been using as kind of like meshing both worlds right now. I think that is so incredible. And I'm so proud of you. It's just to be your friend and know you from those times at the VA to now, it's just, it's incredible. And you guys, this is actually the second time Shelby's been on the podcast. I should have mentioned that in the start. And, um, but I, I think it's so important to know where we were to like, to where we are now. And I, mm-hmm. I think that you're the perfect example of how many of us go through life where we know what we should do, or we have a freaking <laughs> degree, like a freaking master's degree in this, right? Yes. <laughs> We're not following through with like the should, and then the actual action. And mm-hmm. that's what I think is so powerful about your work is it's like, you take the science, you take the dietitian background, but then you pair it with like that spiritual stuff of like, what's going underneath the surface. And it's like, yeah. it's just freaking powerful. And so that's what I want to dive into today on like, how can we be happier? Shelby, like at the end of the day, I think that's what we all really want. I don't think anyone wakes up and is like, I want to be really sad and depressed today. Right. Like, yeah, we, we <laughs> want to be happy. Right. We want mm-hmm. that. Or we think we're doing doing the things that are going to make us happy. So uh, how do we get happier? And like, what are some of these evidence-based ways that you've kind of been researching and thinking about, like, how do we actually become happier beings day to day? What were those simple shifts you made over the last year? Well, I want to start it off with this is that there's a lot of controversy around happiness. I think is yeah. like, I've heard a lot of things in the past year of like, well, happiness is not a, a realistic goal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we should, shoot more for contentment or we should shoot more for, you know, whatever that may be. And I think what I'm bringing to the table is being realistic one about happiness of like, you are not going to be happy in your life every moment of every day. Let's just like put that out there. That is not real. That probably isn't realistic. And then you're probably doing a lot of what I consider spiritual bypassing where we're not feeling the full spectrum of our emotions and that's not healthy either. And I think that with the practices we'll we'll get into, we can actually change our, what they call like a happiness set point where most people have a place that their mood just kind of falls into naturally. And we all have a different place on this happiness scale that we kind of just like, it's our happiness quote unquote set point. Interesting. I think we can change that. And I think that with mental health and with, you know, all of these things, we're seeing that mental health is becoming more and more of an issue. We're seeing that, you know, it's becoming more prevalent. Maybe not, we don't use, you know, words that are going to be shaming or because it's reality. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, It's happening to people out there, but we're not necessarily looking at why. Why are people becoming more depressed? Why are people becoming more anxious? And yes, we can say, you know, the the current state of the world can be a factor, but there's always been a crisis. If you look back in history, there's been war, you know, there's there's always been something. How is the trend of mental health still increasing more and more and more? And we're not really looking at why. Mm. And so for me, starting off, like, these are the things that Kate already you're talking about. A yeah. Movement is like getting down to foundational stuff, how you move, how you sleep, your community, the food you put in your body. Um, you know, we think about their circles of health. We consider them of how they look, but if we actually look at the biological stuff, like our gut health, mm-hmm. gut health produces more serotonin 
than anything else in your body. Wow. Your gut, <laughs> the bacteria in your gut are producing serotonin. Um, there's a recent study that just came out that SSRIs, which are serotonin um, reuptake inhibitors, yes. which essentially help promote more serotonin in your body, have just as much effect on depression as placebos. So meaning that they really aren't having that big of an impact. We're wondering, okay, what is the key to depression, anxiety? Well, there's a lot of different factors that just aren't being looked at. We're just looking at a medication to heal when no one's really looking at gut health for mental health. And if they are, like I was when I was working as a clinical dietitian, I mentioned I worked at a veterans hospital because a lot of those yeah. veterans are struggling with mental health. I don't think I would see a patient that wasn't struggling with mental health conditions. You know, everyone in their chart yep. had something. And we started to talk about it. We started to look at it. And a lot of the doctors looked at me like I was insane. Wow. It was not all of them. There were so yeah. many supportive yeah. ones too, but there was a lot of doctors who thought I was absolutely bonkers for bringing gut health up, for bringing the microbiome up. And I know, again, that was, you know, six, seven years ago, a lot has happened since then. We start with the gut health. I think that is the biggest thing that people can start with for looking at mental health is their gut health because it also impacts the brain. You're also, there is a gut lining that sits on the outside of your, your gut. And when that lining starts to open up, food bacteria can leak out into your bloodstream. And that food bacteria... And, and bacteria has been found, and this isn't related to happiness, but in our, like the, the um, coronary artery disease, so the plaques yeah. in your, the lining is actually more often they find food particles in that. Oh, and that's wow. why the plaques are forming in our arteries or could be again, yep. not science, yep. fully proven yep. yet, but they're finding these correlations. They're finding correlations between, um, and so why I brought up the leaky gut is that it creates inflammation in the body, right? Because you have these foreign particles that are in your bloodstream and then all of your sudden your body is creating inflammation to fight things that are foreign. Inflammation and depression are hugely linked together. In fact, there's a lot of people who have depression. If they take something like an anti-inflammatory, it helps reduce their symptoms of depression. So these simple shifts could be something like reducing foods that are going to irritate the gut. So for myself at the beginning of the year, I said less sugar, <laughs> we're going to yep. not, you know, binge yep. sugar three times a week. Let's get it down to maybe once, Yep. right? Realistic goals. Like, let's not try to like overhaul everything. Yes. But, like you can make small shifts and still feel like you're not depriving yourself or not, you know, viewing food as good or bad, but we know that sugar promotes not only the unhealthy bacteria in the gut and also wears down that gut lining. Reducing alcohol intake. Alcohol promotes leaky gut. It creates inflammation. It yep. obviously is a depressant. We know this, yep. but there's so many different things. And so if you're someone like I was moving to a new city, going to happy hour a couple of times a week, going on dates. I was like, I was consuming more than I really needed to. And now that what that what's a healthy amount is different for everyone. But if that is something that you're consuming in excess, maybe looking at, okay, maybe I can get it down to a couple glasses of wine a week or not doing the binge drinking on the weekend. Can we start to lower that amount? Yeah. Um, moving your body. We know that that releases endorphins. We know yeah. that it's healthy, but I want to also talk about people who are over exercising. Ooh, yes. Let's get into because that. Because we don't talk about this. Yeah. Um, 
people who are training for marathons. <laughs> so yep. I know you're, you're yep. a former marathoner, <laughs> but people who are doing excessive amounts of like endurance training. This is why I thought this was so crazy. I was like, I started walking this past, like the past few years. And I'm like, walking feels like it's doing my body more good than like running or these intense hit workouts or anything ever did in the past. Like, and granted everybody's body responds differently. Some yep. people are going to respond better to um, high intensity workouts or more lifting or yoga or Pilates, whatever that may be. But for my body who my body tends to run a little more inflamed already doing more intense workouts was only creating more inflammation because excessive endurance training, excessive exercise actually also wears down that gut lining. Wow. And, so, and I feel like people are just used to like, let me just kill myself to get results over this. It's like, yes, it's do not. No, you're actually doing the opposite. <laughs> and here's the funny thing is like, since I stopped working out so intensely, like there was mm-hmm. a period in college where I would do the elliptical for an hour a day. And then I would go lift like literally yep. insanity. I was the fluffiest in my entire life when I was training for a half marathon. I was the puffiest. I gained weight. And I was like, I'm burning so many calories a day. I just don't understand. Yeah. There's so much inflammation happening in your body. Your body can't keep up if you're doing it so excessively and so much. Obviously, you know, if you feel called to push yourself every once in a while, yeah. train half marathon every once in a while, do something intense, go do that, but be, be smart about it. Make sure you're eating foods that help modulate inflammation, like omega-3 fatty acids, also linked to decreasing inflammation in the body, decreasing depression. Um, so those are going to be found in things like salmon, herring, mackerel, walnuts, chia seeds, flax seeds, avocado, eating those several times a week, really important eating the color of the rainbow. So thinking about getting different yep. types of colors of antioxidants and when we come to food, these things are going to be really important for decreasing the inflammation in our bodies so that when we are doing intense training and also thinking about taking something called glutamine, which can help repair that gut lining. Um, it's something that I have everyone who goes through my gut rape reset and my gut protocol, I had them take glutamine to help repair that gut lining. Um, because if you are doing that intense workout, again, you're kind of wearing yeah. that down and it's not a bad thing to get in just to help keep it intact. If you are going through a period of really intense exercise, dude, this is the thing about it is it's, it is simple. Like these things are simple, but it's so simple, but we make it seem so difficult. And so I, I love all this. And I, I feel like gut health, like this is something Shelby and I were talking about this today. You know, I was like, in digging up this trauma, it's so weird. My body is so inflamed lately. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm like, Oh, I eat salmon. I eat walnuts. I eat like, as you're going through this, I'm like, I focus on that gut health. And so, um, I think these are so great because it's like ultimately what we're putting into our body now. And I always tell my clients this, it's like, you're, you're building your body and your brain Mm -hmm. 90 days from now. So it's like, you're not always going to feel those immediate effects. Right. And you definitely can, if you're making these shifts, but one thing too, like if we can just talk about it in, in terms of food. And I know like you talk about like um, decreasing social media to increase um, our happiness, like affirmations, positive self-talk, and maybe we can touch on those things too, Absolutely. but like, what can we add in? Cause I think sometimes um, for a long time, generationally diets, exercise, all of it's been very punitive and it's been very yeah. takeaway, takeaway um, this, takeaway that, takeaway yeah. carbs, all that kind of stuff. So like how can we flip our mind of like, what can we add into our day to make us healthier and therefore happier? So like, what are some simple things that you've added into your health regimen that's helped increase your happiness? I love this. And I love that perspective too. Cause I think anything that's coming from fear, we should be like 
questioning, right? Yes. Um, what's the energy behind this? Is the woo side of yes, me kind of like, what's the, the energy? The yeah. What is the energy behind the things we're doing? And if it's coming from a place of fear, it's probably not coming from a place that's going to be sustainable. And there's so many times where I've told people like what they sh like should consider eating in a day as far as nutrients go. And they'd be like, that's, but that's so much food, but that's yeah. so much food. I'm like, it is a lot of food and your body needs it to be operating yeah. and nourishing. And I think one, number one, under eating for women, biggest way to put yourself in a, throw your hormones off, go into a depressed state because you're not actually getting like your body doesn't have enough energy yes. to actually move and do the functions that it needs. So it's going to take away and you're going to feel low energy. You're going to feel low vibe yeah. when you're not eating enough. Um, so let's get back to what you can add in. Yeah. Thinking about, so here, here's like, when I think about a optimal eating, Mm -hmm. I think about eating the colors of the rainbow every day. I already briefly mentioned that. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean Skittles. We know that. Yeah. Um, although if you're going to have Skittles, go for it. Enjoy yeah. them, like have them. And then, and don't feel guilt. I mean, that's don't, like, don't have hearing guilt. I just, yes. It, and like, you know can I interrupt you really quick? Cause you know what I'm thinking yeah. about? Cause you and I are both, we were talking about, which again, talking about decreased social media, me and Shelby were talking about how addicting TikTok is, but oh have you gosh. seen that thing on TikTok right now about <laughs> almond moms? No, we've seen this. Uh -oh. So there's like this trend on TikTok, and this this will tie right back into adding in. And it's all about like how millennials were raised by almond moms, and almond moms are like the ones who are like, oh, honey, I'm I had a piece of toast today and an almond. I'm all set. Like sort of like, <laughs> and again, not to tight cast, but like a lot of like the boomer yeah. moms who are like, like you'll be like, mom, what'd you eat today? And she's like, a cup of coffee and an almond. And like we were kind of raised by that generation, so mm -hmm. it's like in our mind like. Or like we were like the special K generation, right? And so I think like that concept of adding in scares us because we're like, but wait, won't I be unhealthy, whatever? So anyway, I just had to interrupt. That. Yes. So like This is what it makes me think of because again, like uh, we have the power as this generation of women to those of us who are mothers, not raised daughters who see a mommy and a fucking almond all day and have like yes. on it a day. <laughs> so I just think that's so interesting that you say it, it's about it is like about more, which again, I feel like energetically that's about abundance. Abundance. Like, like let's, let's abundantly feed our bodies yeah, and nourish our nourish bodies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they do that. And Sorry. also I just want to add, like, if you are in that mindset, my favorite story, I was working in the weight loss clinic at the veterans hospital and yep. I would piss the doctor off. I pissed a lot of doctors off when I worked there, but I'd piss them off because I would go through people's diet recalls. I'm like, you're not eating enough. You, like the protein would be so low for these women because they were trying to cut calories and they were like, well, meat has a lot of calories. I'll just eat vegetables. And I would, I would write on there. I was like, you need to get at least this many grams of protein at minimum, this many grams of protein. And the doctors would be like, oh my That's God, wild. no, they just, they were in such the mindset of like eat less and they'll lose weight, but their patients yeah. would lose weight when they were actually eating enough to maintain their lean body mass. So Let's, and, and that woman that I remember this woman so clearly that I told him, like, you need, she called me, she was like, is Shelby there? She went through my diet recall oh. and I didn't, I wasn't like, it wasn't my patient, but I just had like graded her diet recall. She's like, I just want to tell you that I started losing weight again. I'm so great. Like, wow. I'm so grateful that like you helped that me I'm nourishing my freaking body. That like, I'm nourishing crazy. my body. I'm like, oh my God, like we're focused on the wrong thing. And I think a lot of like the. Yeah. We're focused on the wrong thing. Anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. So adding <laughs> in, so adding, adding in, in, adding the in color and of the rainbow, color so of the rainbow. Okay. Easy. That you think about 
fruits, vegetables, antioxidants are so important for decreasing inflammation in the body. So we have something called free radicals. They're these um, molecules that are essentially like ping-ponging through our body, causing wear and tear. Antioxidants come in and neutralize them. So they're not creating more inflammation in the body. That's why we want to eat all those colors is that each of those colors has different antioxidants and different phytochemicals that are going to help reduce inflammation. So that's number one. So cool. So cool. I know. And and like get a little color, like a rainbow graph and like check off, like what colors am I actually eating? Am I actually getting variety in my diet? I'm actually getting different colors. Cause a lot of us will like, we'll eat our carrots, you know, for a snack and then like sweet potatoes and all of that is orange. Like, yeah, that's so (laughs) so simple. It's so simple. So simple. Um, omega-3, I know I already said them, but really like two times a week, we should be eating omega-3 fatty acid, fatty fish. If you're not a fish person, I get it. Yep. Um, there are plant-based for forms as well. The walnuts, chia seeds, avocado, unfortunately, our body doesn't convert those over yep. quite as readily and easily. Um, I know omega-3s are controversial yep. in the medical world, but there's so much good research coming out that omega-3s can and may benefit depression, anxiety, they're not super expensive. I just think it's a good thing to add in. If you're like someone like I am, where like, I have to kind of choke down, Sam, I make it, I eat it, I consume it, but it's like, I'm choking it down. Um, here's another thing that a lot, like, I think it's almost 60% of people are struggling with thyroid function. If we have low thyroid, we have higher risk of depression. If we have high thyroid, we have higher risk of anxiety. Wow. So thinking about minerals like selenium. So one thing I tell everyone is like, get one or two Brazil nuts a day, like have it in your supplements cabinet and just pop one or two Brazil nuts a day. You will get your selenium intake, which promotes thyroid health, making sure you're getting enough iodine. Um, so things like seafood, again, seaweed, um, iodized salt, it does have iodine added. So if you're not consuming those, those foods, thinking about, okay, this is what I do choking down my CV yeah, yeah. because you need to get the iodine in somehow. And a lot wow. of people are moving to sea salt, which is, you know, or Himalayan salt or what mineralized yep. salt, which is great. But a lot of people aren't eating the seafood that actually contains the iodine to promote thyroid health. So that is, it's so wild. And it's like, okay, one, bri- I don't know. It's just, it's, simple. it's so easy. It's just, so easy, but it's like, it <laughs> it's so easy to not do too. So yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I also really love your perspective. It's like, well, you know, you don't like salmon fucking choke it down and get the nutrients. <laughs> Not every meal has to be an A plus. Like, let's just, you know, call a spade a spade. Like that's, yeah. sometimes it's like, we need to do the things that we don't want to do. And it's like, I, I see this sometimes with, with my clients too, where it's like, well, I'm just such a picky eater. It's like, do you really want to keep telling yourself that narrative? You're 30 fucking one years old. You will, you, you will create the yeah. taste buds for the foods that you eat. Like, yeah. I cannot tell you how many people have been like, well, just try something, just try something. And like, if we can re- like get your brain to shift that perspective a tiny bit and open you up to new foods, your taste buds are going to adjust. It's just like, I would not touch fish my entire life. And now yeah. I, I actually slightly enjoy my salmon. If I put enough yeah. lime and cilantro on it, I'm yeah. fine. It's okay. It's pretty yeah. actually, it's actually good. I just like had to get past that fishy taste that yep. I'm very sensitive and, to it. And so- yeah. It's just that perspective. Finding that way. Mm-hmm. I, 
I love that. I love that simple nutrition stuff. So I want to, I want to shift though, Shelby, cause I, I think that's yeah. great. And I feel like people can take that. They can run with it. If they're already following a plan, it's like, even me, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go get some Brazil nuts. Like yep, something simple, things, you know? And I think for a lot of us too, it's that abundance mindset where it's like, mm-hmm. you're a lot of us listening to this right now. I mean, like, okay, I'm doing a lot of that and I can add in these small little tweaks. Mm -hmm. So I know you've been sharing a lot recently on social media with this study of happiness of besides foods to boost our moods. You've talked about how like we perceive things that matters, Mm -hmm. positive affirmation, self-talk, gratitude, all of that. I want to dive into the social media piece because I (laughs) think that social media does get a bad rap because there's bad pieces to social media Mm -hmm. at the flip side. I'm always like a champion of social media. And I know you are too, because we built successful online businesses. It's connected us with like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. It's a way to help people. And you can find yourself scrolling three hours of TikToks and watching Alex Earl and whoever else makeup tutorials (laughs) on TikTok. And then all of a sudden like, what the fuck did I do? But it's so Mm -hmm. addicting. So Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the social media piece. Like what does it do to us energetically? Um, how do we set boundaries with social media? Cause it's sort of a yin and a yang good and, and evil. Right. So what have you learned about social media with our happiness? So people who consume it, it's correlated. The more you consume social media, the more depressed you are and the more lonely you feel. Wow. When I read that, I was like, how much time am I actually currently spending? And here's the other piece for those of you who do have addictive personalities, like myself, TikTok was becoming like, I needed to watch it every time I was, you know, maybe I was in the bathroom doing my makeup and it needed to be on and I need to be scrolling through it as I was doing my makeup. And any down moment I had, I was picking it up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first time in my life where I feel like I'm actually addicted to social media. Like I am picking up the first day. So I downloaded this app. I'll give you guys the resources. But the first day I downloaded this app that told me how many times I picked up my phone. It was 113 or something like that before 11 a.m. And I had the apps blocked. And I was That's like, and obviously wild. you're checking the time. I use it to work out. I use it still. to like, but still I was like, I'm just picking this up because it's an addiction. It's a habit. Yep. It's, it's, you know, and, and so there's two pieces of this is one, we know the science is there. We know that people who consume more tend to be more depressed. We're two, probably not being super intentional with it. Like, I think there's something really powerful about going on. I use TikTok for clean beauty. I use t- TikTok for, you know, beauty tutorials. I yep. use it to learn about the LGBTQ movement. I, you know, yep. I use it for a lot of positive things. And that's very different than me just going on and mindlessly scrolling for two hours because I had a hard emotion and I didn't actually want to feel it yes. or because, Hey, <laughs> bypassing emotions, wanting to numb out very real reasons we use it. But the third thing I had this moment where I was like, am I going to look back on my life and be proud of how I spent my time? Mm. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm absolutely not going to be happy with the fact that I laid in bed and scrolled on TikTok for two hours every night or an hour or in between every moment of every day, instead of being intentional and present in my life and enjoying my life. And my dog is staring at me like, Mom, what the fuck? You've been on that yeah. phone. Sorry. I hope yes. you don't no, no, you can say fuck on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Great. I was like, she's staring at me and I know she's pissed that I'm like yeah. sitting with my phone in front of my face all day. I'm like, I don't want to look back when I'm 80, 90, 100 and say, I'm so glad that I spent my free time on social media. Yes. 
And I think that there's a key and you said in that too. And I don't know if you came across this in like your research and all this, but consuming social media, I'm a huge believer in like use social media for that purpose. Like when Mm -hmm. I'm mentoring women who are, you know, building their online businesses, it's a big concern. They're like, I don't want to be on social media too much. And I'm like, totally be a producer, not just the mm-hmm. consumer. And, and, and again, I would love to know your perspective for me. I'm like, yes. I'm going to produce what I need to produce to help people and, and build my business. And then I try to get off it. And I'm going to use this app too, because I do think it's so easy to just, you know, it like sometimes like, Oh, instead of watching a show, I'm just going to go scroll TikTok. But it's like, it's totally. funny because lo- when you even say that, I'm like, Oh man, anytime I scroll too long, the longer I scroll, the worse I feel. Yes. Like it's just crazy. So it's like produce and do good in the world with it and then get the fuck off it. Get the fuck off of it. Share your message and get out. <laughs> so yeah. here for people who are afraid of that, because it is a real concern when you have a business, you're opening the app more frequently, potentially. Yeah. Um, so here are like a few tips that I would have. Yeah. One, the first thing I ever, I've never had my notifications on for my social media. So if you send me a message and I don't respond for 24 hours, 48 hours, it is because I did not see your message until I opened my messages section of the app. I've never had those notifications on. I think that's number one. Number two, there is an app called Opal that I've been using for the past two weeks um, that has changed the game for me. It has, so I'm, I'm currently on the free version. I thought I, I thought I had paid for it. And I'm like, no, I'm on the free version, which is awesome that this is the free version. I'm like, this is dope. It's everything I wanted. I block social media from 8 15 PM until 11 AM. So my morning routine is, you know, from 6 AM, I'm going to the gym I'm going to the dog park I'm reading a book. I might be doing a little bit of work before then, but I am not getting on social media to check or post until 11 AM. That's that works for me, right? You could set your own hours of life, yeah. depending on if you have a work schedule, you, you maybe you're posting in the mornings before you go to work, whatever that may be, but you can set it. And then the other piece of this is that I have like power hours during my work day where social media is blocked. So I'm really, my goal is to be on social media from like 11 AM to 12. And then if I have to create content, like there's certain days where I'll bash record TikToks, I can do that or I can't, you know what I mean? It's like, I can block it out, but then I'm not sitting there and like posting a video and then scrolling after I post a video and just being more intentional because now that I'm not picking it up and now that it's really, I've broken that addictive pattern there's, I'm being, I'm catching myself when I go to post and I am scrolling, which is really cool. And then the second thing is like what you said about feeling better. I realized a few nights ago, I had, I have to switch it because it was like, I had the wrong dates blocked. I I thought Monday through Friday would be like, you know, Sunday night into Monday, but yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I have to switch it. So it was like open one night and I was like scrolling later than I was supposed to be. And I was like, I feel, I just like got this like pit in my stomach and I felt like throwing up and I was like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I'm picking up so much energy over here. Yeah. And so, and you know, thinking about the woo, like you gotta be really mindful about what you are consuming because I had to follow, unfollow a bunch of like gossipy accounts, a bunch of like very dramatic people who are tearing other people down. Cause you know, like you, you think about it, you become the five people you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Are you really happy with the type of shit you're consuming yes, and how it's making you feel. And the other piece of this is just 14 minutes of bad news a day is enough to send someone into depression. Wow. Wow. How much, yeah. Yeah. How much is that on social media? I mean, that's where I get most of my news. Yep. So, 
Well, and I think it goes back to what we were talking about with the nutrition piece of this, where it's not always punitive. We're not saying don't go on social media. We're not no, saying man, no. go scroll. Or if you want to listen to, you know, a true, you know, like I love true crime, but I'm always really conscious of that too. I'm like, okay, I don't want to listen to too much true crime because that shit, you know, it infiltrates. So it's like, I think it's just that mindfulness piece of it, setting the boundaries. I love the idea of this app because I, yes. It, it's like, it's sort of like, you know, if you don't keep the cookies in the house, which again, don't take away, but it's like, if you don't eat the whole sleeve, like maybe don't have them, maybe just buy one cookie, not a whole package of Girl Scouts, but it's sort of the same thing here at the social media. I think it's a boundary, right? And for 25% of the population, they don't have addictive personalities. For 50% of the population, we have semi-addictive personalities. And then there's the other 25% of the population that has highly addictive personalities, (laughs) which I think I fall into that category. Yeah. Because once I get rid of one addiction, I find a new one, right? And it's like, (laughs) at least let me have addictions that are healthy. And so what I think you said something really important of, um, it's not that we want to take it away or call it bad. We need to one, know ourselves and understand how we operate within these things. So whether it is like, I'm the type of person, if I buy this Nordic swimmers from Trader Joe's, I'm going to eat the entire bag. I will. They are there. I will eat them. I know myself. Yep. I'm not going to shame myself. I've done this many times and been like, cool, that was delicious. I'm going to go to bed now. Yep. I'm not ashamed of it. And I know that's my personality. So if my personality is the type that I open social media and I am sucked in and I'm consuming and my brain goes off to the point where I am just mindlessly consuming, here's, I think the big difference for people to notice of like, you can be intentional and present And it can be also a tool to numb out. And I think if you simply know and are aware of like, which category am I falling into? Is this something that allows me to be present and I can consume it and I can like easily get off of it once I'm done consuming? You might not be the person who needs stricter boundaries. Or if you're someone like me where (laughs) you do have more of that addictive personality, you might need a little bit stricter boundaries with yourself. No shame. Yep. I'm not ashamed of the times that I decide like on Saturday nights, I might sit on my phone for two hours while yeah. I'm watching a show. Like, yep. <laughs> yes, I'm not ashamed. Yes. And yes. I know myself well enough to know I need boundaries. Mm. That's, and again, so simple and, and so doable. And I just think it's like, it's those small shifts. We think that massive change and massive growth has to be this massive overhaul, but it's that, you know, that intentionality. I even love that you said like "Mm, two weeks later, and I'm feeling pretty like free from this addiction of social media. It's like, that's not that long. No, Uh, you know, it's like, if you're struggling with that and that's what I'll do sometimes too. It's like, I'll I love to read, but it's like, sometimes if I'm in bed, it's, you know, if I got the book or TikTok, I'm going to choose TikTok, like, you know, and it's like, but I like the book too. So it's just funny how you say that. Cause it's like just those simple boundaries for those of us who are more addictive, this, the whole Brown household is an addictive household. So I'm all about drawing (laughs) those boundaries. Yes. Um, I want to shift a little bit. And again, these are so helpful. And you guys, Shelby will link where to find her afterwards, but she's been doing a free, is it a 30 day challenge? Yep. 30 30 days challenge. And I'm just Uh, sharing little tidbits on happiness. So we're talking everything from clean beauty to, you know, social media, to mindfulness, to perspective, to nutrition yeah. and everything it, in between really. It's so good, you guys. So we'll, we'll link that. And this is still within that realm, but I want to shift a little bit to this because what I wonder Shelby is the woman listening to this and she's hearing these, you know, these small shifts that she can make, or maybe she's, you know, finding your social media as she's listening to this, you know, she's going to pop over to your Instagram or whatever. And she is, she's listening to this and she's, she's like, I'm doing a lot of this on the surface. I'm doing that. I'm moving my body. I think I'm being mindful. You know, I'm not over on the social media. I practice gratitude. 
but I don't know that I really have true happiness. Like she's taking a minute right now to kind of think about that. So like, can we shift to the energetics of this a bit of like, are they energetically stuck? Like, what can we do to get out of that? If we're like, kind of like you said, like on the surface, I'm doing this, but I don't know that I am fully happy. And again, we're not supposed to be happy 24 seven all the time, but what if someone's like, man, I feel stuck. What should she do? So let's, we're going to flip into the woo. (laughs) Let's flip to the woo. Let's do it. And this is why I think both of these worlds are so important, the scientific and the spiritual, because for a long time, I was doing a lot of this stuff and I felt a lot better. My health issues kind of resolved and, and all of that went away, but I felt still empty. Like that, that's the best way for me to describe it. Just like empty and why am I here? And these, you know, bigger questions that I think are more philosophical that we ask ourselves, like, why am I here? What is my purpose? What am I doing here? And I think for a lot of people, we don't even recognize that one, we might already be doing our purpose and there's a perspective shift that needs to happen. Mm. So, um, the great example I use is like how we view the world and the perspective and the lens we see it through is usually going to affirm what our belief is. Right. And so if Mm. I believe that you know, I have this under the surface belief that I, we can use mine. <laughs> I'm unworthy. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I was, we can I was use mine. The, the, like, the Kate take listeners are very used to me realizing I'm having a reckoning that I feel worthy. So if you want to dive into mine, that's fine. Or yours or whoever's, because I think both of ours are very common of this underlying story, which yeah. one of us fucked up souls that's just doing their best. <laughs> well, and we all have one, right? I'm yes. like, okay. I'll, I'll probably use my own example. Yeah, yes, yes, I yes, think yes. it'll be easier for me to pull yes. examples from my own yeah, life. Thousand it's percent. Like, my story is I'm a burden. Mm-hmm. And so if I have this underlying story of I'm a burden, well, I'm probably also believing that I don't really have, I need to be small and shrink and I don't have a reason for being here, right? Like Mm. I'm too much, I'm too loud, I'm too, I gotta be quiet. I just have to like be quiet, keep my emotions to myself and like hide in a corner, right? And so if I don't address the fact that that story is running everything, every perspective, every story in my life, it's gonna impact a lot more than just my purpose. It's gonna impact how I show up in relationships because for a long time, and still, this is what I'm working through is like, yeah, I'm a burden relationship. So I'm not going to share what's going on with me. I'm just going to be there for people. I'm just going to like, keep everything underneath the surface. I'm not going to be too much. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not going to share all the parts of me, which creates loneliness. Mm-hmm. Right. But at least then I won't be a burden. Mm. And so this story will run in all, it's like these themes and these energies will run in every facet and every area of our life. And the crazy thing is that we like the story. We feel comfortable in the story. I sabotage. Oh my gosh. Can I tell you how many relationships I've, <laughs> I'll either do this. I won't share anything or I'll share all of my trauma all at once. I'll be like, this happened and this happened, this happened, this happened. I bet you can't handle that. I'm too much. I'm too much. I'm a burden. And I would feel so justified. People would like run away from me. They'd be like, oh my this God, she's fucking <laughs> What? I was like, this is just such a Shelby. Cause you guys, if you know Shelby in real life, it's like, like, that's why I love you personally. And I never have thought you're a burden. Cause it's like, Shelby will just be like, 
word vomit what it is. And I'm just like, oh, I love to know. Like Shelby is someone that you can have the most TMI conversation with ever. And it's okay, which is a reason I love you. I think it's great. I think it's amazing. But I think, yeah, keep going. I just, it's funny. And it's also funny as you're saying this, because it's like, what we see as like that default story, I'm like, those are your best qualities. Like, uh, like when I've been with you and you've taken up a room and you've been Shelby and you've been like, you're wearing a fucking lime green shirt as we're recording this. Like, it's just so funny though, how we tell ourselves that story. And it's not how the people who love you see you. No, that's actually the most bizarre part is that's how you feel internally. And so it's like this weight on the inside, but no one else really sees you that way. It's bizarre. It's so crazy. Sorry, I got off. I got us off track there. No, like, no, okay, no. So, if someone has like a story like that in the narrative, how so do we energetically is, start are, to shift it? Well, you one, you have to have the awareness and get really real about your yeah what's happening. So, and you know, there's other things that can create this feeling of like emptiness or sadness or just disconnect and d- disconnection. And I think it always comes down to really self honesty, mm. getting really radically honest with yourself about what that inner being, right? We all know that we have this inner soul being energy essence, whatever you want to call it, whatever you relate to really desires, not the human self, not the, the version of me that, you know, is programmed by the story. Mm -hmm. What is that part of me want? And I think some of those big moments for me have been realizing I don't want to work. I work so hard I hustled. I did everything to become a registered dietitian. And I was like, I actually hate working at a hospital. The moment I actually breathed those words to myself and said, wow, I actually hate this was a pivotal moment for me. And I don't think I would have gotten there had not all these health issues come up and, you know, like the, the, the shit that's kind of slapping you in the face and beating you down is probably the thing trying to wake you up to what Mm. is not in alignment in your life. But looking back, I think at the beginning of this year, the other piece, you know, I was saying I was feeling really low, I was feeling yeah. really depressed. I was, I was dating someone who I knew was not my person and I did not feel happy in their presence and I did not feel expanded. I did not feel energized. I felt like shit every time yeah. I hung out with this person. And I wasn't admitting it to myself because I didn't want to be alone. I don't know. Yeah. And it was like, I had this moment. I was like, the biggest thing that holds us back from our own alignment is holding on to things that don't align with our inner being. Yes. Those things drag us down. They deplete our energy. They make us feel low. I mean, it wasn't that that person was a bad person or that, you know, they were a terrible partner. He just wasn't mine to keep. Yes. And so the more we hang on to these things in our life that aren't what we came here to do, and we don't listen to that inner voice, that inner calling, that intuition, that intuition. Yeah. I also feel like that's a big piece of the puzzle for people is that they, we, we as humans don't want to change. Mm-hmm. We don't want to change the narrative because it's what we know, right? Me being yep. a burden feels comfortable because I can say, yep, see, I'm just too much for everyone. Like he couldn't handle my trauma. So, you know, yep. Peace out to him, yep. but really I'm pushing people away and I'm actually creating that narrative by what I'm doing because that's what I believe to be true. Mm. So we so powerful. We have to look at what are our beliefs right now. And then going back to the, we might already be in our purpose, but we might just have a perspective that's really shitty. Mm -hmm. When I started actually, when, so I did body coaching with Kate, which you mentioned at the beginning. When I started doing that, I hated my job as a registered. I hated like 
literally anything to get me out of it. You really hated it. (laughs) I really hated it. But what was cool is that when I started doing the perspective work and the beliefs work and the mindset work and the, you know, energetic work is there was a period in there after I had started coaching where I was like, I could be content doing this Mm -hmm. because my perspective had changed. Yeah. I started to see the people I was helping. I started to pay attention and be grat, be grateful for the impact I had. I was grateful for the fact that they even let me talk about functional nutrition at this facility. I was grateful for the fact that they were letting me talk about mental health and nutrition. I started to be grateful for the things that were already in my life. And like my perspective started to shift. And I realized, you know what? I am creating an impact here. I do have a purpose here. And I think all of this kind of funnel, everything I've mentioned so far funnels into like, do we feel like we have a purpose? Do we feel like we have a reason for being here? And giving your, oh, sorry, keep going. Oh, no, no, it's just so good. Well, I was just going to say part of it too, is like, and giving yourself permission to step into that, you know, and it's like people grow and they evolve and they change. And the price of your new life is the cost of your old one. Mm. And you know, even for you, like your business juncture, like when you were like, you know, body doesn't really align with what I want to do anymore. I'm going to go with this shift. It's like, good. Like you have to step into that. And then it's like, that's how it was terrifying. Yeah. And that, and that's where you, you know, you find the people who support you and whatever, but it's like, it's that permit. You've got to let go of something to get something else. And it's that permission and that courage. And it's scary. It's scary to say out loud, I feel like I'm too much or I'm a burden. You know, you've gotten Mm -hmm. courageous to say that, but I'm sure the first time you said that in therapy or whatever, it was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Oh, I was so mad at my therapist. (laughs) I was like, I'm what? I'm doing what? (laughs) No. You're like, wait a minute. No, again, this is the best that you're saying this wearing a literal lime green highlighter shirt. And it's it's why you're so amazing, Shelby. But Mm. I love that. And I think it's one of those things where it's sort of like, what I'm hearing you say is really get curious. What is that thing that, you know, we all know that default of where do you go back to that, that limiting belief, hear it, own it, and then make that decision to move past it, find tools, find a therapist, whatever it is to, to do that. And then you're going to have to keep working through it. But I think what's also powerful with what you've shared over the changes you've made in the last year, and now what you're helping all of your clients with and everything else, it's like, it's that, and it's the, and add in those colorful foods, decrease that, you know, add more purposeful social media usage and all that kind of stuff. And it's like 90 days from now, whatever, and so on and so forth. It's like, man, you can make some massive changes. Yeah. And I think too, it's about building resilience. Like, yes, you're going to have challenges in life. You're going to have periods of your life that feel harder. You're going to have periods Mm -hmm. of your life where you're going to hit challenges. And I think our default in those periods is to go back to what's comfortable, which might be binging on social media or TV or foods, which we all do in times of, at least I do in times of struggle. I'm not going to speak for the all, but if we can build some healthy habits that kind of raise that level of biological happiness and biological resilience, then at least when things are confusing or unclear, or why don't I feel fulfilled? We have at least a foundation that we can go back to and lean into to say, all right, these things help promote overall biological happiness. I have this, I have this foundation and now I can build in like the deeper spiritual stuff of 
well, why am I not fulfilled? Why do I feel like I'm here? Why, why do I feel like I'm struggling? Yes. And it's that mass, you know, it's that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like we can't Mm -hmm. get to that altruistic top part of that upside down triangle without Mm -hmm. those, those basic things first, which you're doing such, you always have done. And what I love seeing you over the course of, you know, the past seven, eight years of you building your business and all the shifts you've had is I think it's so cool to see you take your energetic work and mesh that with your initial passion of, uh, you know, being a dietitian and and knowing all this and putting it together. It's just, it's so cool, Shelby. And it's going to help so many people. And I'm sure people listening to this on their walk or in the car right now are like, damn, like I needed this today. So um, Shelby, is there anything that you want to, um, I could talk to you forever, but we're going to start to wrap this up here. So is there anything that you want to leave um, everyone listening to this with, is there a tidbit or a, a last little like nugget that you want to leave the listeners with? And then after that, where can everybody find you? I think uh, this is for anyone who is in a place where I was last year, where you're just mm. like, why, what am I, what am I here for? What am I? And you may, again, it's like, I, I was very much so doing the same things I'm doing now, but feeling that where life feels hard, it feels challenging. It feels like you know, you've had one thing after another, maybe happen in your world, whatever it may be. Um, you know, this, you've heard this, it's cliche, but this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And knowing that this is not a forever thing that it can change that you are just one, that decision. I love that you mentioned decision a little bit ago, but it's, it's, you will know that you've decided that this is no longer how you're going to feel. There will be this flip that switches inside of you. And then you're going to look back a month, two months, a year. And I know that feels like a long time, but it's not in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, And things are going to feel different. And just to keep going down that path and keep, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and keep doing the things that you know will support you. Even when you feel like, what the hell is the point? Cause it is going to feel like that. If you're in that place where it feels so low, it's going to feel like, what the hell is the point? Yeah. It will change. I promise like there will be a day where things just feel different. And on a spiritual note, like if you are really struggling too, is asking God, universe source, mother Gaia, whatever you can lean into. And if you don't believe in anything, just asking your own intuition, your own inner knowing your own logic, show me what, what I need to do. Give me the tools, give me the resources. Cause when I asked that, I said that prayer last year around that time. And in the, the weeks that followed, I heard EMDR like four times. It was like, <laughs> I did a podcast interview. My friend was telling me about it. It was like four times in a row. And all of a sudden I integrated that with all the other stuff. And it was like, boom, this whole new world opened up. Yeah. Oh, so powerful, Shelby. I freaking love it. And I'm so proud of you. And it's, that's a great place to leave this. Um, if people want more of you, if they want to do this 30 day challenge, if they, even if, you know, it's already kicked off, but they can go back and do it themselves. Where can people find your podcast, everything, where are all your resources? Yes. Um, so she is Shelby Rose is my Instagram, my TikTok handle. Um, that challenge is going to be living on my Instagram grid. So it has a big day one. If you want to do it, start at day one and move your way through the challenge. It's going to give you tiny, like those tiny little shifts, those tiny little habits. It'll take maybe a minute out of your day. It might take, you know, integrating a new habit and you get to pick and choose what you want to do. It's a great way to like kind of kick this off. And then I have a podcast called the Raise Your Vibration Podcast. That's going to get a little bit more into the woo and the spiritual. That's yeah. more of my like 
energetics. We talk about quantum healing. We talk about energetics. We talk a little bit about the nutrition stuff, but a lot less over there. So those are the main places I hang out. And then I have a website and that is just shelbyrose.com. Awesome. Shelby, I love you. Thanks for being here again. And everyone will see you next week on the Kate Take. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I feel so free that you recorded this. I was like, oh, I'm recording this. LOL. I know. <laughs>